It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. We did it. We actually fucking made it. Hey, hi. I'm Artisan. Or Carlos. Or whatever you fucking know me as. Whatever you've known me as for this year. Or the, the longevity of however long we've known each other. Um, if we even know each other for that matter. Because maybe somebody's hearing this who has no idea who I am. In which that case, I don't know how you came across this. But either way, thank you for listening. Um... If you were ever going to listen to anything I've done this year, I'm very, very appreciative that you chose it to be this particular series and the the series that's going to follow next week. Hopefully, you uh, you know are attentive to that as well. <sighs> wow, um, I honestly didn't think this would happen. I, I thought for sure, like you know, I would lose interest in the podcast the way that I lost interest in the website. Um, you know, Ulterior was supposed to just be a website initially. Um, I had the site up for, I think, uh, January and February, and then I just didn't do anything about it because I didn't care. I was only updating social media, so I was like, okay, let me just move this to social media, and then uh, decided to start the podcast. Well, it wasn't really my decision. Um, I will elaborate on that another time. And yeah, this has kind of been what it turned into, and I'm glad that this is what ended up happening. It's not what I envisioned a year ago, but you know, shit happens, things change, people change, uh, endeavors change, and this is just where we are now, this is where I am, and I, I feel good being here with this, with y'all. So, all of this year, I have listened to scene song after scene song after scene song, and what that ended up accumulating to was a playlist I made that has over 4,000 songs in it. Not all 4,000 of those are from this year, though. You know, some of them are, or some of them are not from this year. They're from, like, you know, songs that were out in, like, 2020 or before that, but they just happen to be on records this year. Um, some of them are repeats because whenever an album releases, I don't go in and take out the singles out of that playlist. I just leave everything as it is. And so, um, you know, it's... It, Maybe it's a little over 4,000, maybe it's a little under 4,000, but that is the range. Uh, I hit the microphone again. That was the range of where my time and devotion ended up landing me for Ulterior in the year 2020 fucking one. And when listening to all those songs, I have kept track, both like an actual tangible track record on social media, but then also like a mental track record of what has stood out to me. What did I really fuck with? What was I not feeling? And that's what we're here to talk about this week. 
the top 100 songs of the year amongst everything that I listen to. And this is all strictly my opinion. I'm not saying that this is like the definitive once and for all top 100 songs of the year list. And if you don't agree with anything that I say, then fuck you. Go fuck yourself. No, it's all opinion based. This is all just how I feel. Everyone out there is going to have a different list to mine. And that's okay. You know, um, my number one probably won't be on a lot of other people's lists in the same sense that like a lot of people's number ones probably won't end up being on mine because we just have like, we, we have like, uh, a passion for the same scene, but there are so many sectors involved in this scene that we tend to like put our attention to one or a few in favor of others. And that's just kind of where the, where it goes. So let me go ahead and get a couple of, uh, small rules out of the way before beginning. Um, the first, not really rule, but just like, I guess, a, um, a sanctioned kind of thing is that every number one song in Scenic Overlook over the last 47 weeks is on this list. So if you were number one, it doesn't matter if I don't like that song anymore, it's on the list. Uh, that's a very flawed concept, but thankfully there's not a number one song that I don't like anymore, or there isn't a number one song that I have like reason to remove from the list. Um, so that's cool. Um, a song did not have to be in Scenic Overlook to make this list. Scenic Overlook was just something for me to keep track of, like, what I was really fucking with, like I said before. But, you know, there are instances where maybe I didn't hear a song when it dropped, and thus it missed its opportunity to be in Scenic Overlook. Maybe I just fucked up and didn't put a song in Scenic Overlook for whatever reason. And I want that to be reflected on this list. And I really want to hammer in what I said before. Scenic Overlook is a flawed concept. It's not going to be perfect. It's not foolproof. And, yeah, that's, um... That's just another element of the rules, I guess. Uh, the list is limited to three songs per artist. So there will be no more than three songs showing up for any given artist or band on this list. And that was done by design so that, you know, a particular band or particular bands don't just completely dominate the list. Because that could have happened if I didn't have that rule in place. Um, let me see, is there anything else I want to go over? Um, well, obviously the song had to have been released in... 2021 so you know maybe like a slightly altered mix of a song dropped this year that was from 2020 that can't count it has to be from 2021 um no acoustic renditions slash reimaginings no covers unless it happened to be number one no remixes unless it happened to be number one in scenic overlook and the the period of like judging all of this was from January 1st to December 3rd. It, it covers basically the whole year. A couple of weeks. W- what is that going to do for me? You know? Um, and that's basically it. I took up enough time already. Uh, here it is. The top 100 songs of the year for Ulterior as judged by me. Some random weirdo on the internet. And in all honesty, I have known for a minute now how I was going to start this episode because given the amount of great original songs that we've gotten this year from the scene, Jarvis Johnson's remix of Can You Feel My Heart by Bring Me The Horizon kind of has to get its ass at the bottom of the list at number 100. Can you hear a silence? Can you see the dark? Can you fix the broken? 
there is a part of me that wants to say this is the only inclusion on the list that I kind of regret, but at the same time, I kind of don't. So, this was number one when it dropped in Scenic Overlook. That was the first week of March. And I listened to this track a fuck ton that weekend, and then not really much again. But because it was number one, it had to be on the list. Um, all that being said, I'm going to go into why I kind of don't regret it now. And that's because of the influence that TikTok had on the career of Bring Me the Horizon this year, I think is a part of like seeing history in 2021 that should be acknowledged. And for that reason, I'm okay with this being here. So for whatever reason, Can You Feel My Heart really, really took off on TikTok like back in January. And uh, through that, um, that just wave of like new fans and people who had never heard of Bring Me the Horizon before or Can You Feel My Heart as a song, that catapulted Can You Feel My Heart to being Bring Me the Horizon's most streamed song on Spotify. And I believe now it is closing uh, Bring Me the Horizon's set list. And none of that happens without TikTok. And uh, the reason that this kind of like goes into TikTok is because Juris Johnson had recorded uh, a little snippet of a remix to Kenny Fit My Heart. And it caught the attention of Ollie Sykes and Jordan Fish and the rest of the band. And they collaborated with Jarris to actually put out a full length version of that remix. And that was, I think to me, kind of like emblematic of Bring Me the Horizon being on top of everything and like on top of trends and really paying attention to what's going on in not only like their circle, but kind of what's happening outside of it. And I think that's really, really admirable. And it shows a very deep layer of like one of the reasons why Bring Me the Horizon are the success story that they are. Um, the remix itself is really cool. Um, I don't prefer it over the original Kenny From My Heart song. I don't really see why anybody would, if I'm being honest. But the spin that Jairus put on it, I thought was incredible. I really, really enjoy it. Even if like I haven't gone back to it a ton after it dropped uh, at the beginning of March, I still like it. And for all those reasons, like I said, there's a part of me that does not regret having it on this list. It has to be number 100, but maybe I'm okay with it being here. That was definitely a longer explanation than I would have liked for number 100, considering there are still 99 songs to go. Uh, but it was Bring Me the Horizon, so I kind of needed to talk my talk on that. Uh, expect every explanation from here on out, at least through maybe like the third part or the fourth part, to be kept relatively short, because I'm not trying to keep everybody here for an extended period of time. Number 99 is Fantasies by Nova Cub. There is a playlist on Spotify that gets updated every Friday at midnight Eastern time. And I used to browse that specific playlist for certain songs to cover on Ulterior back when I really, really wanted to try and cover like every single thing out there from the alternative scene. Um, that was something that I'm never going to do again because I ended up getting a lot of very, 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 very forgettable tracks through that playlist. Um, but Fantasies was the best song that I was able to acquire through said playlist. It has a very kind of like throwback pop style to it. Um, I, I just think like it's something that is so different from anything else that I would have listened to this year from the scene. Uh, is, is Nova Cup scene? Probably not, but I've said before, this is not an exclusively scene brand. It is primarily scene. 
And I really like the idea of fantasies being one of the outliers on this list because I think it is a song that whether you're into scene music or just alternative music or pop music, it's a track that you can really sink your teeth into. It's very catchy, just so easy to just like get lost in and nod your head to. And I, it, it came out in February, I believe. I went back to fantasies very, very regularly, like every single fucking week since it dropped. Number 98 is Slide by Chase Atlantic. Slide was like, I think the, the third song to rank number one in Scenic Overlook. So that gave it a lock very, very early on in the year. Um, what I think about Slide is that it had a lot to measure up against when it came to the rest of the material on Beauty and Death because there are so many songs on that record that easily like could have been in Slide's position had they been singles back in January. But there's this real like clear and almost beautiful flow to Slide. It's like it, it's not like heartfelt and slow in the same way that a Chase song like Molly is, but it's also not so like over the top and just arrogant the way that out the roof is for example slide exists comfortably in the middle and i think that's one of the areas where chase might be at their best when they can find that perfect balance between um you know the more uh just like over the top stuff like i said then the more soft stuff and i i could not get enough of slide when i first heard it still can't one of the catchy songs of the year in my opinion definitely one of the catchy songs on this list if i'm being honest and yeah, I think Slide is a great Chase Atlantic song. Um, not the best Chase Atlantic song of the year, though. And we're going to get to that th later on. Number 97 is Mishap by Youth Fountain. I almost didn't listen to this song because when the record Keepsakes and Reminders by Youth Fountain dropped, it was at a point in November where I was already getting not really lazy with this platform, but I kind of wanted to just focus on the projects that I figured had chances at making something for the year end, whether it be the songs list or the record list. And I kind of thought in my head like, okay, what is this Youth Fountain band going to do that I could actually like really, really put on a pedestal? And then I heard the record. And Mishap was such an easy standout. It is one of the most just fulfilling things I have heard out of the pop punk genre this year. It is the exact kind of pop punk laced with emo that I just gravitate towards and I love. And Mishap is one of those tracks that I don't think as many people are going to hear it this year as they should. But I, I, I think if you're into pop punk and emo, that kind of stuff, you are doing yourself a very, very fucking huge disservice by not at least checking out Mishap. Number 96 is Intentions by Mosaic.
I've had Mosaic on my radar for a minute now, ever since 2018 when I came across a single, uh, I believe it's called Playing With Fire, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, one of my favorite singles of that year, and then I can now say that Intentions is one of my favorite songs of 2021. This is off of the Spectrum EP, which dropped back at the beginning of September, and Intentions was a song off of that EP that I was able to kind of pull away from it and just look at it and be like, you are my child, I want to nurture you and raise you and watch you grow and tell people about you and just, like, show you off in every manner, and I think with Intentions, there's, like, hints of, I don't want to call it swancore or post-hardcore, but there are a lot of uh, bands out there that I feel like you can... Uh, take little elements of, and that's what makes up intentions. So, like, I hear some Dance Gavin Dance, I hear some Idola, I hear some uh, Shrezzers, I hear some uh, the Home Team. I almost said Slow Boom. Uh, the Home Team. Um, maybe some cool, uh, too close to touch. I can't fucking talk today. Too close to touch off of like some of the um, I'm Hard to Love, but so are you EP stuff. And it makes this really like infectious and vibrant track that it excels in everything that it does. I would even say like Polyphia in terms of the guitar work. That was another influence I could um sense here. And yeah, everything that I just said, that's what makes up intentions. And it is one of the coolest things I got to listen to all year long. Number 95 is Wannabe by Jaden featuring Machine Gun Kelly. Everybody has an opinion on the pop-punk revival that went on this year, and you're allowed to feel however you want to about it. Personally, I quite enjoy it. I don't have the disdain for any of the quote-unquote TikTok artists that some others do. Um, To me, if they're able to make compelling music, why not, you know? And that's what I believe Jaden did this year off of the record um, Tell Me About Tomorrow, is that what it's called? Yeah, it is. Uh, Wannabe was very clearly to me the standout from that record. Um, the MGK feature definitely helps. And again, MGK is someone else who, you know, you can have opinion on for better or worse. I kind of lie in the middle. Um, for this track, I think MGK really, really helps it. And it's just so catchy and has every bit of that like pop punk energy that I just love in the scene. And yeah, I'm really not ashamed to say that Wannabe by Jaden was in my opinion, one of the best songs all year from any artist. Number 94 is Walk Over My Grave by Yours Truly. My level of admiration for yours truly kind of fluctuates, but it's never dipped below acceptable. Um, I've always thought that they're a very solid band. They had a record last year. Uh, it was called Self Care, I think. A um, couple of really, really good songs on there, then some songs that kind of didn't really do much for me. Uh, Walk Over My Grave shows a more aggressive side to this band, and it's not heavy per se, but it's just kind of heavy for yours truly, I think. And with this song, I get one of the just most enjoyable and energetic pop-punk experiences I've had this year, and maybe all decades so far, in all honesty. Uh, I think uh, Michaela Delgado, her voice, as as um, as um perfect of a fit as it is for like the more mellowed-out stuff that yours truly generally do, it fits right in with 
uh, the exuberance of this track. And I think Walk Over My Grave, it's, like I said, it's energetic, it's catchy, it's begging to be played live, begging to be heard live. And I, I am very, very excited for the future of yours truly if this is an indicator of what's going to come from them in 2022. Number 93 is Just a Phase by the band Camino. I didn't fully know what to expect going into the self-titled debut album by the band Camino this year because I had like heard of their name beforehand and maybe heard like snippets of songs here and there. Um, it wasn't until One Last Cigarette dropped in February or March that I like really, really started paying attention to them. And then with the self-titled album back in September, I think that's when it dropped. Maybe August. Uh, I have... I I didn't check when shit dropped. I'll I'll fix that for the next installment of this. Um, it it was really really good. Caught me by surprise, like to a a fucking great extent, and that was no more true than the track "Just a Phase." It's not really like a scene song, but it kind of fits right in with what some of the more pop based and electronic based bands nowadays are doing. I think the chorus of Just a Phase is fucking massive and really, really, like, speaks to me. It, it has, like, this heartfelt nature to it without really, really being heartfelt. And I just couldn't get enough of the track back then. I still can't go back to it very, very often. And that's why I believe that I had no choice but to make it a top 100 song of this year for Ulterior. Number 92 is Fuck You, Love You by Alice in Wonderland. So this was the final song to rank number one in Scenic Overlook. It literally dropped just last Friday, December 3rd. And I understand that having like a song from December 3rd be required to make it on this list by virtue of Scenic Overlook's rules, it, it, it's kind of a risk because like, what if, you know, I love the song right now, but then in a week I'm like, well, I don't really care about it anymore. Then I'm stuck with having this song that I don't have a connection to in the top 100. But I felt safe going with Alice in Wonderland for this spot because she has a very, very good track record when it comes to delivering songs that are able to stick with me. So some of her material from the past, like Church and Peace, I still listen to very often. And with Fuck You, Love You, it gives me that dark EDM feel that I'm just so drawn to and I love it. And I just felt like... This was a good representation of EDM for me to have on my top 100 list, and if anything, I feel like my admiration for this track can only grow from here on out. Number 91 is Afterglow by Hunter Oliveri. Here is what I love so much about Afterglow, aside from just the way the song sounds, is the impact of it that it ended up having on Ulterior throughout 2021. 
because this was, I think, the fourth song to rank number one in Scenic Overlook, and I had never heard of Hunter before this track released, and that was what kind of showed me, like, hey, this whole Scenic Overlook thing that I'm doing, where I rank all my favorite songs of the week, there will be weeks where my number one is from a, at least to me, a completely unknown artist who I suddenly can now gas up and try and convince other people is worth the time. And Hunter had a couple of other songs this year, all really, really good. Dude is insanely talented for his age. I think he's like 15 or 16. But it was Afterglow that I think really, really like showed me the, the star power potential that he has at such a young age. Um, Afterglow is just this really like, not even catchy per se, but just like, I, I, it's an alternative based song that I can kind of just get lost in and nod my head to. And the delivery in the chorus feels like kind of drained at times, but it, it's a drain that I just ended up like really being drawn to and attached to. And Afterglow, I think ended up like being one of those hidden gems of 2021 that like it inspired this whole platform because like songs like this are the reason why I get so much joy in telling people about what I love so much about music. Number 90 is No Defeat for the Brave by While She Sleeps featuring Derek Wibley from Sum 41. I kind of feel like the album Sleep Society was largely forgotten about by this point, uh, because I see, like, no discourse about it almost ever, and for me personally, that's kind of a shame, because I think there are some real gems on that record, No Defeat for the Brave being the standout of it, in my opinion. Um, I think there's a great melody to it, the chorus is so fucking catchy and just singable, and then Derek's feature, it it's somehow integrated into uh, While She Sleeps' style, just like seamlessly and it works really really well i think the breakdown if like it, it's not so heavy per se but it just it, it fits and it, it makes sense and then the guitar solo like i'm guessing a, a fucking guitar solo i hate guitar solos dog but like with the one happening in no defeat for the brave i just i i feel it i fuck with it and i think this was the best work done by watching sleeps this year and i really really think it is a track that at the very least, should have gotten more attention and love out of the fan base this year. Number 89 is A Spoonful of Cinnamon by Shravi McCoy. You probably think I had season tickets to funerals I'm so sick of seeing rest in peace t-shirts I swear I prayed so many prayers my fucking knees hurt COVID The absolute fucking nostalgia trip that I was taken on listening to the song for the first time back in June and then every instance afterwards that I decided to hear it uh, So Travis McCoy used to be the frontman of Gym Class Heroes or is he still? Are they still active, technically, but, like, not really active? I don't know, but he was the vocalist of Gym Class Heroes, um, and they were kind of a big band for me growing up. And having him on a track like A Spoonful of Cinnamon, it sounds like Gym Class Heroes for all intents and purposes. It practically might as well be a Gym Class Hero song. And I think Travi is, he, he sounds great in the track, um, re really catchy, very heartfelt, too. The video for this is really, really good, and... Yeah, for his 
first single after signing with Hopeless Records, I thought he fucking delivered in every way possible. Number 88 is Piano by Elisic. So when I was drafting the initial list for the top 100 and I was like uh, putting together all the songs I thought could make it and then narrowing it down, Piano was always kind of staring at me and it was like, are you going to remove me? Are you really going to fucking remove Piano, you little bitch? And I not only ended up keeping it in the 100, but it made it all the way to 88. Um, So this was Elisic's second song, like not her second song of the year, uh, her second song ever. And I thought it was absolutely fucking outstanding. It's just kind of, it has like this really interesting melody throughout it. Just a weird vibe kind of. Um, but it's like, for me personally, like alternative pop music personified. It's everything that I could have asked for from something of this nature. Um, the music video itself is also like kind of a trip. It was uh, directed by not only Elistic, but also uh, her husband, Ollie Sykes, who is the vocals of Bring Me the Horizon. And I just think she is somebody who is an absolute fucking star. And I, I, I don't see any way that as long as like she just keeps doing what she's doing in 2022 and 2023 and so on and so forth. Um, Alyssa is going to be a name, like a legit huge name. Number 87 is Breeders by Poppy. I'll try to make this short because uh, if you've heard the show before or just talked to me before in any manner, uh, you would know that I am just fucking head over heels for Poppy. Um, this also isn't my last opportunity to talk about her on this uh, series, so you know I'll save some of those thoughts for later. Um, Breeders was one of the songs on uh, Eat, NXT soundtrack, NXT being a WWE brand that Poppy has collaborated with in the past, and um, I don't really know, like how effective breeders was in terms of like branching out to people who don't normally listen to poppy um but breeders has one of poppy's best choruses ever in my opinion uh breed another hypocrite breed another liar god made you in his image consumption desire um and and just the way she delivers it like with this sense of like wariness but also it's just so like uh characteristic of poppy and then the instrumental backing all the way throughout it that has like kind of this industrial feel to it but it's also kind of tame at least compared to some of the other material not only in her own discography but also just on eat as an ep um this is one of the gems from poppy this year and i do not think i saw anybody talk about it which is criminal but you know here's my chance to talk about it i guess Number 86 is My Nightmares Would Do Numbers as Horror Movies by If I Die First.
Uh, if I Die First had a couple of projects this year, and the my nightmares would do numbers as horror movies was I was it the like their lead single for that Sea Space Cowboy Split EP. Uh, shit, that's something I would have to like go back and check, but it was a single for that EP. I remember that. Um, I think this was the pinnacle of If I Die First catalog this year. And it, uh, My Nightmares We Do Numbers is just like the perfect throwback to that like 2000s, like post hardcore, screamo, MySpace era, whatever you want to refer to it as. This track would have fit perfectly in with that age. And, you know, that's kind of the intention from If I Die First as an act. So I, I think they're delivering everything that they mean to. And, you know, if, if everything I'm saying, like MySpace, Screamo, Post Hardcore, if that appeals to you and you have not heard this track yet, you need to go out of your way, like, a, a, as soon as possible to learn about My Nightmares We Do Numbers as horror movies and just, like, come to know and love it the way that I do. Number 85 is Midnight by Creeper. This is fucking insane. So, I do not like Creeper. Before Midnight, they had one song in their entire discography that I thought was really, really good. That being Black Rain from 2017 or 16. And I don't even remember the record name. So, I'm not even going to try and guess that. But, um, I've just been largely unimpressed with anything that Creeper has done since then. And then Midnight dropped back in May. And... Uh, I'm not gonna lie, maybe it was because, like, the song came out at a time where I was, like, really, really vulnerable, and there's a real, like, Violet Evergarden feeling to this track, Violet Evergarden being uh, an anime on Netflix that is really, really good, if you're into anime, just go watch it, maybe even if you're not into anime, go watch it, um, but just something about, like, the piano and the melody to it, uh, the back and forth uh, male and female vocals, it, it just had that, like, aura to it, and... Something about that really, really drew me into Midnight. I ended up not liking anything else on the EP, but Midnight was just way above and beyond anything that I could have ever imagined from Creeper. Number 84 is Unity by Midgar. So this is the title track to Midgar's record from back in June. Um, there is a lot going on here that I normally wouldn't really give time or attention to when it comes to music. Um, there's like a real like soft and soothing prog rock nature going for Unity. And again, like more often than not, 99% of the time, I'm going to hear a song like this from some other band and I'm just going to be like, it's not for me and I'll like tune out of it. But the way that Midgar approached this tone and this, like, um, uh, this genre, I guess, I've genuinely never heard anything like this before. Unity is so just beautiful and relaxing, and 
just everything that went into the instrumentation along with the vocals like it was it put me in a like a good headspace at a time where i could barely find anything to do that and the like towards the end of the song towards the outro uh it's just instrumental but the way that the song is able to just like carry itself is so enchanting and like there is like a cathartic release waiting to happen for everyone to go check out unity by midgar number 83 is my way by paris Uh, Paris did quite a few things this year. Uh, there was a single monster from back over the summer and the League of Legends world song. I don't remember what the name of it was, but that was another thing that the band contributed to. But I think when I think of Paris in the year 2021, I'm always going to look back on my way. There's just something so like exuberant about this song that I don't really know if I've heard in a Paris track previously because Paris's songs normally have this real like brooding nature to them and i love that for paris by the way but um hearing lynn just like have so much confidence is so, like a real cool change of pace for paris and just the melody and the rhythm to my way is also something that i couldn't have really ever envisioned for a paris track but i really really enjoy it and it if this is like the direction that Paris is going to be going in for whatever they do next, whether it be like an album or an EP in 2022, uh, I, this is just going to be like a, a, another instance of Paris being one of the greatest bands of our generation. And I should actually, I was going to say I should be giving them their flowers. I've been giving them their flowers, man, but like I need to do it more. Number 82 is Smile by Loveless. So this was not Loveless's first year as a band. That would have been 2020. Uh, but this was the year that I discovered them. And they were one of my favorite discoveries. Because uh, the record that Smile is on, Loveless 1, I think just has so many tracks that I could have like pulled from to make onto this list. Uh, Smile, I think, does a great job at embracing everything that makes a contemporary alternative rock band great, in my opinion. So with Smile, you have this um, embracing of like the pop nature of the scene and then the electronic nature and then just like th th that straightforward alternative rock nature that makes for like just catchy chorus, catchy rhythm, catchy melody. Everything about Smile just works. And I think it an, it's an example of Loveless being like one of the standout premier breakout bands of the scene in 2021. Number 81 is Romantic Disaster by Lil Lotus featuring Chrissy Costanza from Against the Current. What a fucking pairing, honestly. And it's a pairing that 
On paper, I wouldn't have really known like what to expect out of a track like Romantic Disaster, but I think Lil Lotus leaning into like a more pop-centric style, it really gave way for Chrissy to have a definitive role on Romantic Disaster and not feel like somebody who's coming in as a guest vocalist. Like, she and Lil Lotus carry the song equally, and to me, that's what makes a great feature spot, and I think Romantic Disaster was, like, one of the highlights of what Lil Lotus did this year. I know I uh, talked about My Nightmares We Do Numbers as Hard Movies earlier. Um, Romantic Disaster, I feel like, is the pinnacle of Lil Lotus' discography this year, and... Again, the Chrissy feature, it was absolutely perfect. This song could not have turned out any better. And that's it for part one. Um, so that was songs eight, uh, 100 through 81. And I, I, I kind of want this to be the vibe for the rest of the series, or at least all the way through like maybe part four where I talk about, uh, 40 to 21. Maybe that one I can expand some of these explanations a little bit longer and get a little bit more personal because those songs and then the final part, part five, they do require me to explain more about like my personal life and that's, <laughs> that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, if you heard this, thank you so much. Genuinely, thank you. Uh, I really, really hope you come back for the rest of the parts and you know, maybe you discover something here that you didn't know about before and you can go check out now. So that's kind of the intention of all this, I guess. Um, yeah, so I'll let y'all go for now, for today at least. Hopefully just for the day. Hopefully you come back again tomorrow and the day after, day after, day after. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this part. And as always, for better or worse, let's make a scene. Probably gonna end up bad No matter what, you're the best I ever had And baby, I know we might crash and burn